From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. The Ohio Supreme Court this afternoon struck down GOP-drawn state House and Senate maps as unconstitutional gerrymandering, sending the Ohio Redistricting Commission back to the drawing board. The Columbus Dispatch reports that Ohio Supreme Court Chief Justice Maureen O'Connor was the key vote in the 4-3 decision, breaking with her party to rule against the maps. The new plan shall be adopted within 10 days, and the Ohio Supreme Court retains jurisdiction for review of that new plan. Advocates of fair maps hailed the decision as a resounding victory for Ohio voters, who overwhelmingly approved changes to the state constitution to limit partisan line drawing. An Ohio congresswoman who leads the Congressional Black Caucus joined the president yesterday to continue the fight for voting rights across the country. Andrew Kinsey has more. Congresswoman Joyce Beatty joined President Biden and Vice President Harris down in Atlanta to call for action. We have a commitment from the president of the United States that he is about change. He is about voting rights. The John Lewis Voting Rights Act has passed the House but has stalled in the Senate. Democrats are hoping to get it passed before for MLK Day, which is next Monday. I'm Andrew Kinsey. As conversations take place at the national level to guarantee voting rights for all U.S. citizens, one Ohio bill aims to restrict voting across the state. Richard Solomon explains. If passed, the bill would require voters to have a state-issued photo ID in order to vote. It would also eliminate no-excuse absentee voting and prohibit the use of ballot drop boxes. Mindy Hedges, a member of the League of Women Voters in Ohio, says so many have fought for the right to vote. She believes this bill could make that right harder. We have to allow everybody the opportunity to vote. And if you don't give them options to make it easier, then they give up. In Columbus, Richard Solomon. The coronavirus has been most active in the northern part of Ohio in recent weeks, but cases are now skyrocketing elsewhere. Angela Ann explains. There's a state of emergency in Hamilton County in the Cincinnati area. That's because health officials made that declaration because that county is dealing with a positivity rate above 25 percent. Mm -hmm. The health commissioner is telling people, quote, if you feel like you have a cold, you probably have COVID. I'm Angela Ann. Democrats are speaking out against school closures even as the Omicron variant of COVID-19 puts additional pressures on public schools, a stance that risks drawing the anger of some teachers' unions and their support for Democratic candidates. Around the country, scattered teachers' unions have called for closures, and some districts have switched to virtual learning because too many educators have gotten sick. Even though far fewer schools are closed than last year, Democrats fear the party could be vulnerable in November if closures persist. Some parents say they've soured on the party given their worries that their kids are falling behind in school. A few individual schools in Columbus are holding classes virtually because of disruptions caused by the pandemic, but teachers are uneasy about the overall situation. Olivia Eugenio has more. If the Columbus Education Association gets its way, all Columbus City Schools will be learning remotely starting next week. Today, we're getting a petition from the union's members. They're asking for remote learning for the next two weeks. The union says the district is unclear about what triggers virtual learning. The district sent us a statement. They say that they make the decision who gets to learn remotely based on the number of staff absences as well as advice from health professionals. Olivia Eugenio in Columbus. 
The twin sister of a slain Cleveland police officer says she knew her brother wanted to be a cop as children while playing with walkie-talkies and using their call signs peanut butter and jelly. Shane Bartek was memorialized yesterday during a funeral service at Grace Church in the Cleveland suburb of Middleburg Heights. The 25-year-old Bartek was fatally shot December 31st during a carjacking in the parking lot of an apartment building on Cleveland's west side. Summer Bartek says her brother was her idol. Cleveland Police Chief Wayne Drummond says Bartek was a true public servant and the template for what Cleveland police officers should be. Two Ohioans were killed in a plane crash in a wooded area of eastern Missouri on Saturday. Tracy Townsend has the story. Yesterday, the National Transportation Safety Board identified the victims as 55-year-old George King of Westerville and 35-year-old Amanda Youngblood of Huber Heights. They were both experienced pilots. Nobody else was on the cargo plane that was headed to Denver. Investigators are trying to determine what caused that plane to go into a rapid descent after reaching an altitude of 8,000 feet. I'm Tracy Townsend. Shortages at grocery stores have become more common in recent weeks due to the continuing pandemic and its effects on labor and supply chain. ONN's Dave James has the latest. The shortages are widespread, impacting produce and meat, as well as packaged goods such as cereal, and they're being reported nationwide. Stores typically have 5 to 10 percent of their items out of stock at any given time. Right now, it's about 15 percent, according to Consumer Brands Association President and CEO Jeff Freeman. One reason is that Americans are eating at home more than they used to, especially since some offices and schools are closed. A deficit of truck drivers that started building before the pandemic also remains a problem. Dave James, I went in news. And Ohio lawmakers are announcing new efforts to make high-speed internet more accessible across Ohio. ONN's Andrew Kinsey reports. The Ohio State University just received a $3 million grant to make that happen. The university will design a new curriculum aimed at teaching a skilled broadband workforce. Lieutenant Governor John Husted says this program gets broadband to Ohioans faster, but also offers Ohioans a new career path. These jobs are not of the past, they're of the future. These jobs are going to be here for a long time. Hustad says work on this program already underway. The curriculum is expected to be available at the start of the next school year. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network. 